Welcome to HIPAA Connects, where we give a voice to those battling complex illnesses, challenging medical conditions or rare diseases, and the healthcare providers who treat them and the support system that nurtures and sustains them. Hi, Laura. My name is Mediha. To start off, I would like to thank you for being here and sharing on behalf of the 5P Minus Society. Before Thank we start, you. yeah, of course. Before we start, can you tell a bit about your background? Sure. So I am, um, <clears throat> I am the executive director of the Five P Minus Society. I have a degree in community health education. So I studied that when I was in college. Um, used it a little bit, but then kind of went away from it um, because I, I wasn't enjoying. Maybe it was where I was working. I just wasn't enjoying it that much wasn't sure maybe my path of what I was supposed to be doing. Um, <clears throat> then I got married and had a child and the child was born with the syndrome that we're going to be talking about. And <clears throat> all my community health education studying that I did just kind of came full circle. And now um, I'm utilizing all my skills that I learned back then. So that's my, um, that's my professional background or my educational background. I am a parent of four, uh, married for like 36 years, parent of four. Um, my oldest has the syndrome. I have two boys and a girl, another girl, and then I also have three grandchildren. Um, live in California, been living, I've uh, been in California pretty much all my life. That sounds really nice. So for yeah. our audience, for our audience, could you please go into what 5P minus is? Of course, yes. So 5P- is a genetic disability. It is um, the, so we like to break it down. And the reason why it's called 5P- is we like to break it down like this. It's the fifth chromosome. It's the P arm of the fifth chromosome. So there's a P arm and a Q arm of each chromosome. So it's the P arm. And then the minus means there's been a deletion. So 5 fifth chromosome, PP arm minus deletion. So it's 5P minus syndrome, also known as Cretu-Shaw syndrome. Um, Cretu-Shaw syndrome, the reason that it's called that is because of one of the characteristics, one of the main characteristics of the syndrome itself. Um, those individuals that are born with the syndrome, not all of them, but a good majority of them have like a very weak cat-like or kitten-like cry when they're born. And so um, that was one of the that's really one of the distinguishing characteristics that a lot of um, providers go by when they do the diagnosis. Now, not all children have this when they're born. So sometimes it gets a little tricky and that particular um, child doesn't get diagnosed till a little bit later. But in my case, my daughter was pretty much diagnosed right after birth because of that cry. And then, of course, 14 days later, after we got the blood work, it was... Um, uh, you know, solidified that that's what she had. So it's, um, there's different characteristics to 5P minus. There's the, uh, the cat like cry, there's the small head, the low birth weight. Um, we call it um, low muscle tone. Um, so some of the kids, they're just kind of floppy. Um, there's some of the, as they get older, they may be delayed in walking, they'll be delayed in talking. 
Um, there may be delays in um, other cognitive skills, um, but not all of them. So uh, what we consider this syndrome is a spectrum disorder because you've got kids on the um, very high functioning side and adults on the high functioning side that they're living on their own. They're able to, you know, with, su with support, um, they're we have one or two or three that I know of that have children themselves. Um, but then you've got those that are just barely making it. So they're, they're, you know, infant like for, for life. And a lot of those that are infant like um, also have another chromosome uh, affected by um, some sort of deletion or um, duplication. Thank you for all the details. It really helps me to understand the disorder better. So I was wondering, what is your rare di disorder organization about and what does it do? So we've been in existence since 1986, originally fu uh, founded um, because there was a need for families who had a child born with the syndrome to meet other families and to feel like they're not alone. So the main real goal of this is to support families and know that, hey, you're not alone. There's, you have other parents, other grandparents, other siblings, people that you can communicate with, that you can connect with, that you can feel, um, you know, you can get information from, you can network with, you can, you can get, um, therapy advice. You could get other type of advice. If the child's not eating correctly, you know, what are some ideas that I can help my child with? Of course, there's therapies, right? So our children all go through therapies and they go through the um, occupational therapy, physical therapy, speech therapy, you know, all different types of therapies. Um, but a lot of times it's just nice to talk to the other parent. Um, we also all go through a grieving process. After we have a child who's born with the syndrome um, or any syndrome, the parent and the parents and the whole family really goes through a grieving process because that child is no longer what you thought in your head as was going to happen. So you've got to kind of flip that and, re and kind of understand that, okay, it's it's not how I wanted, but the child is going to have its own journey. How do I deal with that? How do I, how do I get through that? So these other, the other parents can say, Hey, I've been in, I obviously have been in your shoes. I may not know exactly how you're feeling because nobody knows exactly how somebody's feeling, but let me help you get through it. So we do a lot of community-based um, support. And I think that's, part of our main, our main um, focus and goal. But we also do other things. We also have um, an annual conference um, once a year, and we kind of rotate that around the United States so that families from different areas can um, attend. We try and keep them as low cost as we can. Um, again, it's just so hard to travel with children with disabilities. So it's, it's nice to be able to be in the presence of other individuals and to to talk and network. Um, we do a, a newsletter that we put out a couple times a year, and, the, and that gives just some information. Um, we have our social media pages. We have our Facebook, our, our very robust Facebook page. I think we have over 4,000 members on that. We have um, Instagram. You know, we have different social media outlets. So we have different ways of people being able to connect with us. 
I agree. Community and connection are really important to person with the disorder and even their families and friends. And that leads me to my next question. What sorts of scientific developments have been made recently regarding 5P minus? Sure. Um, so you wanted to know what scientific developments have been? Is that yeah, what that, okay. Yeah, made recently. Okay. Regarding, yeah. yeah, so um, it's slow. We had a lot of scientific developments in the um, in the 90s and the 2000s. And then things kind of have slowed down. So not a whole lot has been done when they had the whole genome project that was being done a lot of a lot of research was being done because they wanted to get as much information from the syndrome but now um we do have a, a research organization a couple we have a couple of research organizations and then also globally um the some of the organizations that are global um have some robust um research you know things going on so research um, projects going on, I should say. So right now, one of our groups is actively um, trying to recruit our 5P minus parents and members to create a history, what we call a family history, and then also to maybe draw some blood from the child and get some, some different types of projects going. So I think they have a couple of projects in the works, <clears throat> and it's all in the <clears throat> pretty much early stages right now. <clears throat> that's good to that's good to hear that there is um movement forward in discovering more about the disorder. Yeah. Um so I was wondering currently is there a cure for the disorder or what sort of, of treatments are out there? Yeah, so right now no cure. Um when you're missing part of a, a chromosome that that piece is gone it's deleted so you would have to be replicated which there's so much that would be involved with that so it's not something that you can just add on to a you know a person and and hope that it will grow back um so no cure but so many advancements in in therapies and early intervention um we talk about earlier intervention you know right off the bat you need to start talking with whatever whatever state organization oversees your child's development, or it could be like Easter Seals or something like that. And then you go and you map out a plan. You know, you just map out a plan like, okay, um, let's start with physical therapy or occupational therapy. Let's do feeding therapy. Let's do um, speech therapy. Let's, you know what, let's get our child to the highest level that they can get to as best as, as we can get them there. And let's do all these different things that we can. Now, some kids, you know, like any, any child developing, you know, you get to this point of, of a plateau. Okay, they're plateaued right now. That's okay. Gives them some time to kind of get it together. And then maybe they'll, they'll go up a little higher. So um, I think consistency and just making sure that you're um, providing what you can provide your child is the best. Now, love, acceptance, and community are just as important as all those therapies. And 
you know, when my daughter was in um, first grade, when she was going into first grade, it was very, very important to me about the social aspect of her growth. I, I felt that if we didn't work on her social skills at that point, then I was, wasn't sure how she was going to develop the rest of it. Now, if she could develop great, if she can read great, but I need her social skills to get, you know, um, refined and, and worked on. So we did a lot of goals. So when you're, when you have a child in, um, in school, you create goals. And the goal that I was not interested in was her cutting with scissors. Her fine motor skills were just not there. So why are we going to worry so much about her cutting with scissors? But I am worried about her, her going up to somebody's face right in front of their face and talking to them or trying to talk to them. So let's work on social skills. Let's work on that arm distance and let's work on high or something like that. So just, you know, those kinds of things as you go, as you move along, you kind of find what's important to you and what's not so important to you. I agree. That's very important. So I was also wondering, what are some of the accomplishments the organization has made in terms of the disorder? Yeah, so we've done quite a bit in the last, uh, let's see, since 1986. Um I think our biggest accomplishment besides, you know, supporting any kind of research that has come along um, is our awareness campaign. So we have next week actually kicks off our awareness campaign. And we started this um, back in like the mid 2000s um, or yeah, like 2010, 2011. And it has really been something that I think globally is, is been very important, like trying to reach out to all the different worldwide organizations that are, are out there that support 5P minus syndrome. And let's, let's take a week or two and let's just like bombard everybody with all the information they could know about the syndrome. And I think it's been really, really successful and, and we have a lot more to do and a lot more to grow on. One of the one of the things we do is a stripy socks campaign, you know, so we have wear your stripy socks on May 5th because it's five five and for the fifth chromosome, one up, one down, kind of like be that voice, be that person to say if somebody asks you a question about why are you wearing your socks like that, you can tell them it's a stripy socks day and that's what I'm doing. Um, we have the faces of IP minus and that's another very um, impactful way to show our children because that way um they're they're being introduced to the community with a picture but also a bio that says these are the things i love to do these are the things i'm successful at and these are the things that i still struggle with and another parent who may not have that ability to connect with other people can see that and say wow my child kind of struggles with that too, or my child loves Mickey Mouse too, or something like that. So it's been a really good way to create um, better community within our group. And um, so I think, you know, I think the awareness campaign has been probably our most successful. Um, our conferences are very successful. Uh, we have a day set aside just for family interaction and a day set aside for speakers on topics of interest. Um, our 1996 I think is when we introduced at the conference a family dance 
the kids get out there and they love to dance. And who would have thought before that it was like just, you know, nothing. Now we get out there and we just have a good time dancing and the kids love it. They love it. And so do the parents because then they're seeing them be more, you know, typical. So, yeah, we've we've done quite a few um, really cool things. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Community activities and awareness are very important in getting the word out. And so this leads me to wonder, are there any opportunities for the community, community, like our listeners to get involved in any way, like internships or volunteering? Um, I would love to have some interns. Um, I've tried interns before, but it always seems so hard when, um, you know, when you have such a limited time and I don't really have an office. Everything that I do is pretty virtual too. I, my office is my home. <laughs> so it's not like I can have somebody come and come. And then we have, you know, it's this is a nationwide organization. So I have people all over. I would love to have some interns. I do have somebody right now, um, creating um, a spreadsheet for me of different hospitals, children hospitals throughout the United States. Um, I would love to have interns to help me get the word out. Maybe somebody who's really good at social media and can get some really good reels or really good information out there about our organization or about the syndrome or maybe do some um, interviews or or something. Uh, that would be great if we could get people who are super fundraising individuals who would like to do some fundraising for the 5P Mining Society, that'd be great because we are we don't get any um, uh, grants or, I mean, yeah, we don't really have grants or any kind of uh, public funding. Everything's privately funded. So we work basically on donations with a very small budget. Um, so if we have anybody who has those skill sets, I would love that. Um, if anybody wants to participate in any of the awareness campaigns, that would be really great. We actually, we host um, something else that we do is regional family gatherings uh, throughout the United States. We try to do anywhere from five to six or seven. Uh, we And they're in different regions of the United States. And it would be great if, um, if somebody wanted to participate and um, host one of those. So, I mean, when I mean host, I mean, seek out locations and, and just kind of create a, a nice atmosphere for the individual, for the families that attend. Um, so yeah, there's different things that we could, we could definitely use volunteers for. And, and I would, like I said, I would love to have some interns um, learn a little bit more about how you run an organization. Maybe that's their, something they would like to do in the future. So there's, there's opportunities. Just need to reach out to me. <laughs> Oh, so I was wondering, is there a website link that I can share with the viewers or you? Yes, yes, perfectly. Yeah, absolutely. So it's www.5p minus. So it's all spelled out F I V E P M I N U S dot O R G. So 5p minus dot org, and everything is written out. Okay, good. I'll make sure to share it in the description as well. Thank you. So is there anything else you would like to share with the listeners? Um, you know, I think one of the things is um, don't be afraid to ask questions. If you see somebody that you're, that you're not sure um, 
what's going on because a lot of our children with the syndrome don't really they're not as distinct in in the look than let's say down syndrome usually when you see a down syndrome child you know that's a down syndrome child when you see somebody with yp minus you may not know because we have a lot of autistic characteristics features even though I might see features that I can say, yeah, that, that child has to have it. Some of our kiddos don't have those features, but don't be afraid to ask questions because we're here as parents. We, um, we become the educators for the community. And so we even educate doctors sometimes because they just don't see that many children with the syndrome. So it's better for us to be the educator and the expert on the syndrome, and then we can educate others. So don't be afraid to ask the question. If you if you come up to somebody who you think might have um, a disability of some sort, ask the question. So what's the disability and how can, you know, how, how does the child or adult do? And, you know, I mean, don't be afraid because we're here to educate and we would rather educate you than you wondering what's going on with that child. I agree. That's very um, important advice for people to take and use in their daily lives. Yeah. I want to thank you again for sharing this important information. Sure. And yeah, just thank you for your time. It's very valuable to me and I know the listeners will also really like to hear it. Well, thank you very much for having me on your show. I greatly appreciate it. I, uh, as I said, we're leading up to our awareness week starts next week, May 1st. So, um, yeah, if you see this little guy over here, I keep going to the wrong spot. This little guy right here, he's our C5. He's our um, mascot. And um, you might come across him sometime and just know that that's, chromosome fi- that's for chromosome 5, C5. And he's our, he's our dude. Okay? <laughs> yeah. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Okay, thank you.